This week on Rain on Your Parade, I talk about how big a fan of Madonna I am. So even though I'm being positive, I guess we're going to rain on the parade of Madonna haters. Ooh. Welcome back to Rain on Your Parade with J.L. Covan. I'm J.L. Covan. What are the odds? Here, as always, with producer, friend, um, I'm trying to think of a third term to throw on on your business card for the show. Mike. Guy with big cock. Sure. Coxman. <laughs> producer, friend, Coxman. That's right. How you okay. doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm great. How you doing, audience? Happy to be here. Yeah, we talked for like 45 minutes off, Mike, so our banter is going to be lacking, I think, today. Well, it was all very emotional stuff, very heavy stuff. We were going deep yeah, into the Yeah, we blew our banter stuff. load out of Mike's big cock. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I'm going to get right into it. I'm excited this week. I didn't expect to be excited. Um, I saw Madonna last night at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And the first question everybody asked me, because apparently I give off big douchebag homophobe energy what are you doing at a madonna concert jl is this a slight at me no no because no. i asked You're, when you no, came no. in you are double digit people have just been like madonna <laughs> yeah and true. i'm like yeah ever yeah. heard of her yeah kind of a big deal she's she is i think i would put her in my lifetime started in 1979 would i be wrong to say second biggest music artist after michael jackson um, when you count sales, hits, influence, I think she's a she's she's as influential as they come. I don't, I don't. I'm trying to think if there's another name. I don't think it's it's definitely not a crazy thing to say. Right. I mean, she's a, she's in the conversation, if not like confirmed, and not just saying like yes. There will be people who say Prince, and I go, no, she's I, bigger than Prince, I right? Think. Thank you. Prince that, kind of Prince has like Prince has a couple big albums, and then fades into like his war with Warner Brothers, right? And you can say this isn't even a question of just oh musical talent. It's, no, it's the total package. Yes, it's um, it's impact. Yeah, yeah, I think I think she is she is right after Michael Jackson in the uh, I mean no, courted controversy in a real way. If that's a it, yeah, like sure. was a boundary pushing artist in a real way, and um, a great artist. Yeah, I mean just a, yeah, so I got these tickets a year ago. Would you put Whitney Houston? In um on the Don is probably scale, sure, still but bigger, no, right? not not nearly, right. not nearly as big in, in, in because Madonna is huge as a music artist, uh-huh. maybe even bigger, not bigger, but almost basically as big in terms of a pushing boundaries, creating controversy, like other than like gangster rap. I was gonna say, I was gonna say either Jay Z or Eminem, maybe, but I don't know if maybe Eminem, but in terms of, I would say like. Death Row Records pushed boundaries and and expanded like right. sort of a very violent, yes, homo- homophobic and misogynist brand of music, but yeah. into the mainstream and and no no yeah no it's, I'm laughing because I it's like true. the music, but it's also yes. true yes. What, it, what you know so but as far as Madonna, I don't think I think Britney Spears also honestly in a weird way belongs yes in a lower tier. Um, she made it okay to lust for sixteen year olds. Thanks, Britney. <laughs> We call that the, the the Epstein thank you. <laughs> but without Madonna, it's like Britney Spears is like a is like a child of Madonna. And I think Madonna's music is also more impactful than than Britney's. Yes, I think Brit- Britney as an I as like a cultural icon is probably close to the same level. But I think Madonna, like you said, cut through more red tape with the sexuality, yeah. uh, kind of being like a sexual pop star outside of just and the so music. Hot. Like, yeah, I, but I, also had humongous hits. Right. No, no. Know? I think I think it's sometimes lost how much she is like a 10 out of 10 across the board because, yeah. like, oh, we, I, I sometimes forget like, oh, she was like smoking hot, but she was such a newsmaker and a hit maker yeah. that you weren't just like, oh, man, she's like smoking hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's I mean. And, and when they say reinventing yourself like David Bowie reinvented himself several times yeah. as an artist. And I think Madonna is like that level of reinvention where it's like, yeah. she's not just grasping for a sound. It's like, oh, you're making hits. Like when you go through her, you got her 80s, her early 80s, Material Girl. Oh, yeah. let, me, let me give you my five favorite Madonna songs Please. right now. 
from different and they're from different. I areas. actually, until you came in here and talked, wanted to talk about this today. Now I'm very invested in this. I Hell have a yeah. lot to say about Madonna. There's a chance this could be the episode. <laughs> yeah. There's a chance. Um, Material Girl. Great song. Love it. Uh, like a Prayer. Yep. Arguably her best. Arguably in a weird way, her best, like overall. Like I had a joke early in my comedy career where it's like, if you're about to hook up with a girl at a club, you better get it done before Like a Prayer comes right. on because that's when all her friends have yeah. to run to the de- center of a dance like, floor. Like a Prayer is life is... Yes. A- yeah, right. That's what I thought. And that Mystery. is... I'm in law school 14 years, 13 years after that song was a hit. Uh-huh. And it still was just like... Dude, yeah, totally. A hundred percent. Because I, I want to give my account of how I remember Madonna from mm-hmm. childhood because it's a, it's a little bit of a gap. But yeah. do, I, I just like I'm flagging that. Like in her teeth. <laughs> yes. Um... Uh, La Isla Bonita. Okay, yeah. No, I'm just, just giving my. That's the um, that's the Avita era, right? No, no, eighties. Okay, pre Avita. Got it. You look it up later. It's, I know she played, she played yeah, a great stripped down version last night that really worked. Yeah. Um. One, two, three. Hung up is the most recent. Of like the songs, incredible, just great, and sounded great live. Yeah, and I gave as my fifth choice. That was the toughest one. I'd say "Express Yourself." Express Yourself's great. Yes. Yeah. She did a very somber "Express Yourself" last night, which did sound great, but I would have preferred to hear the, the 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 big version. Yeah. But this woman, I mean, she is so. So to answer the question, first off, why I went is, I saw Elton John last year. That was like a big gift for Laura mm-hmm. um, because we had to cancel so many pandemic concerts that I was like, or it might have been 2022. We went to the Prudential Center, which, by the way, having been in the, we've talked about Prudential Center we've being a piece shit of on shit it many times, yeah. But being in the floor seats for Madonna, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Baller alert. Uh, the Delta Lounge. Oh my God, they should they should fucking demolish the Prudential Center. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have been, I had floor seats for Elton John that were more expensive than my floor seats for Madonna. Yeah, which were fucking expensive. Yeah, and you feel like you're going in the back with like the loading trucks. Yeah, and there's like a concession stand with pretzels and hot dogs, and then you're at your seats. It's yeah. like this is what. Sorry, everybody. 800 a ticket gets me for Elton John's farewell concert. Yeah. I fucking walk by the porta potties yeah. and the, and the guys, lo- the union guys loading equipment. And it's like, Oh, wasn't what a VIP entrance. <laughs> the tagline for the Prudential center should be good enough for Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what? As an adopted son of New Jersey, and yeah. I've paid probably more taxes in New Jersey because of my success than I've ever paid anywhere else. Yeah. You deserve better, Jersey. I'm going to give you that. But this is what we've talked about before. And to bring it up again, it's just like that and MetLife and like the old Continental Airlines Arena and IZOD, all those places where basically you can go see shows in Jersey or or were able to at some point. They were all kind of shitty. Right. At best. Have you you ever been to NJ Pack? Uh, Is that the one in New Brunswick? No, no. Newark. Uh, It's like the... It's like... I've never been... I've been to the... I've been to the... Whatever the the state theater, I guess, is in New uh, New Brunswick. That one's all right. Okay, but they're just like they're even even like Count Basie, like all these places. They're fine, right? They're not, but they're you go to these venues in the city in New York, and it's like the Beacon, the Garden. NJ Pack is fucking beautiful. It's also yeah. new. It's relatively new. Yeah, it's it look. NJ Pack is beautiful, and it's like their big theater seats like twenty eight hundred. Yeah. Or three thousand, and their small theater is like five fifty. I've seen like Goldman perform in the small theater. Um, it's NJ Pack is the only venue that I've seen in Jersey where I'm like, oh, this should be your flagship venue. You should just do yeah. this for twenty thousand people. Yeah, right. Um, but the the lounge, the Delta Lounge that I walked in, like we went up to the to the fucking ticket taker, and we're like, this says Section A through F. We're Section K. Can we come here? And he was like, right this way, sir. I was like, oh, like we definitely looked like fucking yokels. Like yeah. we're in with the rich folk now. <laughs> yeah. And we walked through and I noticed a high level of douchebaggery in the, you know, because this isn't just like a Knicks game where you might have like rich guys of all walks of life. Yeah. This is I'm here to be seen. Right. I've got my designer clothes on. I've got I'm wearing fucking goggles inside. I, I sent you that picture of a guy who looked like Bruno fucked Marilyn yeah. Manson. Yeah. Um. 
I saw, and, and like we were online for, for t-shirts. She wanted a t-shirt. This was sort of about, you know, a gift to, to Laura, right. the whole thing. Um, and so you want a t-shirt? She's like, yeah, yeah. So we get online for the t-shirt, but we don't know what we want. So I let this couple go ahead. And I made like, you know, one of those little pithy lines, like, oh, we don't know where we're getting. You, you go ahead. Yeah. Not a thank you. Not a, oh, okay. Just, <laughs> they slunk by. And she was, he was like, definitely. JL just looking for an issue to take. Yeah. Well, I, it's what I do. I take issues. But he, but I, because one of my big pet peeves is obviously the loss of common courtesy and niceties. This is everything. It's but he just slight. slunk past me. And I was like, oh, you're rich. Yeah. Because your woman is smoking yeah and you're a fucking weasel with speaking problems right but i looked at her and she was like super done up but really you know nicole scherzinger type hot yeah and then i looked at her pants with these big ripped baggy things and i was like ugh. yeah you know this is like the people who have like bought the emperor's new clothes in terms of fashion this is like this is a perfect storm of things i hate yeah rain (laughs) on your parade it's like bad manners fashion uh uh uh, (laughs) the the izod center or the the rock like we're literally going no no, but it wasn't there no i know but we're shitting on it but i right all i could say is as we were walking to the lounge i said to to laura i was like remember Remember Prudential? Yeah. Remember what a piece of How much shit worse that it was. place yeah. is? And this is like, and that's why MSG is great because it was like, yes, I paid a lot of money for these tickets, but it was less money than Elton John. And I'm feeling like I am getting my, I'm getting the experience yeah. of an expensive ticket. Right. Um, so we go in and I saw multiple comedians who I, some either didn't recognize me or see me. Uh, Sarah Cooper walked by me with her entourage of friends. Big Jay Okerson was there with his daughter and, 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 uh, they walked by, like, he doesn't know me from, from shit, but I was like, but I didn't want to do the thing. It would be bad for both of us because I'd be like big Jay Okerson. And he'd just go, Hey man, like he'd just assume I'm a fan. Yeah. 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 And then he'd probably feel good about himself. I would yeah. feel terrible. So to <laughs> yes. save face, I would go, no, no, I'm a comedian, dude. Like I'm doing pretty well, as you can see expensive tickets, just like you, bro. Yeah. And then he would feel downgraded. Like I thought a fan like called me out, but it was yeah. just some comedian who gives a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Right. Early in my career. I remember somebody said, you're a comedian, right? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, you're funny. I'm a comedian too. And I was like, get out of my face. Yeah. 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 I thought you were a stranger who was acknowledging <laughs> my greatness. So we go and I just, I did see a tremendous amount of douchebaggery. Yeah. Like it's just a very like I'm there to see Madonna. I'm mm-hmm. not there for Madonna to see me. <laughs> right. Sure. So I go in my normal, my normal getup of unfashionable clothes. And uh, it started late. But like people keep complaining about the starting late. But I'm like, what concert? It's an 830 concert. Usually concerts will have an opening act or something. So it's like 830 for Guns N' Roses, even when they're on time, doesn't mean Guns N' Roses starting at 830. Yeah. And so it started at 938, which was her earliest start time of all this. So respect. Yeah. It was the earliest start time. Well, but the night before it started at like 955. Uh We we had an almost 20 minute jump on the first show. Wow. And Bob, the drag queen introduced uh, Madonna. He was like the MC for the Uh show. Tremendous. Yeah. Very funny. Just tremendous energy all the costume changes like and and laura was like you know her she has friends and she likes the drag race rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. so she's been to like bars where they're having like drag race things and she's been like it was so weird like i've been in a bar where bob the drag queen was like emceeing yeah and now he's walking past us to get on stage and like master of ceremonies for madonna did he do stand-up or he just kind of like no it was just like they kind of got into the shit. He came out in like a big Victorian sort of dress. Yeah. And uh, I don't think the tits were real. And <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I just, uh, I have an eye. I have yeah. an eye for authenticity. Yeah. And got up and did the kind of like, let's go bitches. And I was like, okay, whatever. Yeah. But it was throughout the show, the outfit changes, the energy where I was like, Bob the drag queen is fucking legit. Dude, there's, I mean, you want to talk about crowd work clips and people who like put out, he he puts out some high level Instagram crowd work clips that are very funny. You know what I want to see now? What? Matt Rife become Matt the drag queen. (laughs) Step up your crowd work. Rife could not hold a candle to Bob the drag. I think Bob the drag queen's very, very funny. It was very funny. Drag queens in general, I got to be honest, are funnier than a lot of comedians I know. Right. Because they are malicious. 
They right. are, they were like, go for the fucking throat. And they're for a certain audience, but sure. man, they kill when they are on, man. Right. And, but like, so what was interesting is to self plug, uh, Drape, Drape Domaniacs, which is a, 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 uh, hit black history podcast that I was uh, yes. lucky enough to be a voice for, for one of the episodes. Um, I barely qualified, but I did. Yes. And, uh, I listened to all season and Bob the drag queen was a, a voice in one of the, and very funny. Like they definitely either wrote or let him write because it was yeah. very, it was very just delivered in that, yeah, right. you know, that lexicon of, and, and I heard the term for the second time serving cunt <laughs> and it wouldn't, it would have thrown me off. But for when I was in LA I was on stage and I was joking about my shitty clothes, which I often call the Suge Knight Couture Collection. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, I'm not, I'm serving looks, right? No, I don't serve looks. Bullshit. And this woman said, you're serving cunt. And I said, huh? And obviously I've never felt older in my life, but I was like, this can't be a thing. Serving cunt has to be an insult, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 it's a good thing. And I was like, serving cunt i normally don't say cunt this much on the show yeah. or on stage but i was like serving and we might have to like beat that for youtube or i won't be able to sponsor it get it get ads whatever do we no no usually we're fine because f but the c word might be like uh we'll we'll do some investigating okay. i'll find out um if i can't it will just mean i can't get ad revenue for that it's fine but um the point is once I heard Bob say it, I was like, oh, okay, there's that phrase. I guess I shouldn't have called that woman out for five minutes while repeating the word on stage sure. if it's a thing. Yeah. But it was just another one of those, like, so I've seen comics I know pass me. Now I'm, I'm, I'm just 300 feet from the master of ceremonies, but we did a pro- we unknowingly did a project together. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then Amy Schumer, who I used to do open mics and bringers with. Yeah. Comes on during the Vogue segment of the show. So I was like, wow, all these people close to me, yet very far from me. <laughs> Classic JL evening at Madison Square Garden. So the show. I was ready for Madonna. I saw Elton John, like I said, in 2022. Farewell tour. Couldn't hit the high notes. Still brought energy. He wasn't catatonic. He was energetic. He was fine on the low notes. But, but a lot it, of sitting. A lot of sitting and a yeah. lot of. Yeah. Like, oh, you're just, are you imitating Elton John? Is Elton John imitating Elton John right yeah. now? It's a lot of bends in the lower register. Yeah. He didn't do Can You Feel the Love Tonight. I feel like that's because it's Disney, but that is a great song. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's kind of like, I'm not doing the Disney song. Well, when you an Oscar, you EGOT queen. I'm sorry. I, I felt like I could talk like that because of the night I spent. At yeah. Madonna. You're, you're, you're a, you're a super ally now. I'm really now serving cunt. <laughs> seen Bob the drag queen in person. <laughs> right. Like instead of like white dudes who like hang around black dudes and all of a sudden let an N word slip. They're yeah. like, shit. Sorry. I'm like, I'm like just dropping like, like, uh, ballroom swag. Yes. Yeah. Um, but this show was fucking awesome. I was prepared for her to be like, okay, they've been mocking Madonna a little bit. Oh, she had the face surgery. First of all, yes, she, she, those photos must've been from like pre, uh, you know, like right after a surgery or something. Yeah. She looks great. She's 65. The, the energy the vocals, the look, the fitness, unbelievable, unbelievable. Like 65, I cannot, it is like, I cannot believe that, like, like, I was like, I joked with Laura during the show. I said, does she have a body double? Yeah. Like, like we're close enough though. We can tell if it's her, but I was like, you gotta be kidding me. And then this video, when her tour started or resumed after her illness, there's a scene there. People are posting a photo of her in like this, like futuristic outfit when she's doing ray of light and she's like holding, I like that song too. It's a great song. Yeah. She's holding on to like a grab bar and people were making fun of it. Like, Oh, look at granny. Jeez, Madonna, hang it up. Well, it's cause she was in a fucking elevated thing above the crowd. Yeah. Right. 
but but you couldn't tell from the, fo- the video people were sharing. It looked people like was, in in the crowd couldn't have been saying that though, right? No, but like somebody posts it to social media, like in a way that oh, you can't tell she's yeah. elevator. You just think she's on stage, like holding herself up. Right. It's like, oh, what a disgrace! And I was like, what an asshole to yeah. like share that because it's like, but you know, if the game is clicks, if the game is clicks, right. Shitting on Madonna with a video that looks like she's like can't stand up or is like yeah needs a bar for support will will go viral right um but she she was incredible the vocals were great the performance was great and what she, the funniest thing was uh, hung up was great like if I'm you know La Isla Bonita and hung up were two of my five songs and those were phenomenal mm-hmm. in terms of the performance Vogue Vogue was. A plus plus because they of course they had the catwalk yeah which I was near the as I referred to it as the stage penis yeah I was near the head of the stage penis I didn't realize we were that close because I didn't know there was a catwalk yeah I thought hey we're on the floor we're like towards the back floor but we were actually very close to the front of the of the catwalk yeah so Amy Schumer came on stage to like judge with her because they're friends mm-hmm. and I'm watching and I'm going. I never liked the show Pose. I didn't think I didn't think it was a particularly good show, but that was just my opinion. I've I have never had a reason or an interest in like ballroom culture or anything. I, I'm aware of it because yeah. of how it how it gained popularity and how so many people stole the slang from it yeah. into common language. But I was watching it like giddy. Because I mean, Bob the drag queen just MC, like he was saying whatever the fucking words are, a, but I was like like mesmerized yeah. it's like yes whatever the fuck this is yes have you not been to like drag shows or anything before and now i'm a christian buddy i gotta I'm tell kid- you I'm kid- <laughs> <laughs> they are fun well no what i what, what what i realized i said to laura i was like here's my dilemma this i just saw a drag basically the equivalent of like a, 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 a um ballroom drag show yeah but at a Madonna concert to right. Vogue. So right, right, right. I've definitely just seen the best it's going to be. Right. Like no, no shade to yeah. anybody out there. I just saw the people who qualified to be tour dancers with Madonna yeah. to Vogue with Bob the Drag Queen right. emceeing right. in MSG. Yeah, yeah. I don't think if I, I, I may be disappointed if I'm like, oh, where's the new show? Okay. Yeah. And I'll just be like, I mean, this is fine. Yeah. My first time seeing this was a little better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the dancing, the athleticism, the entertain, the like pulsating energy, and it's Vogue, and it's fucking Vogue live yeah. while you're watching it. And and then her daughter came out, like her young daughter is like a dancer, and we fucking killed it. Yeah. And I'm just looking at that, going, my knees hurt. Yeah. <laughs> watching you, my yeah. knees are now hurting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was incredible. I left there like, and and for Laura, she was like, you know, I'm not Mr. Toxic Masculinity guy. But I'm still just a typical man, I guess. Yeah. And she was like, I'm so surprised you like that. And I just said, I was watching greatness. Right. Like, it, it's it, before tonight, would I have said, like, I'm a big fan of, I'm like, I barely know anything about it and it's fine. It's whatever. I'm sure there's talent and whatnot. Yeah. But I was watching greatness. Right. In all its forms from Bob with his call, like, just, it, and, and, I, and, and, and Madonna singing and all these top flight dancers doing this yeah it was i was you got to be able to appreciate greatness even if it's not necessarily your thing what it turned out to be was like this was so great it was kind of my thing yeah and that's when you're really great when you're like i didn't know this was my thing before i got here i had a similar experience when i went to see one of the disciples of madonna uh when i saw lady gaga Mm. at the garden when I was in my radio days, I got free tickets. I wouldn't have gone if I if I hadn't gotten them. I took my sister, who was I maybe like eighteen at the time, um, and we went. Ask one question before you tell them. Yeah, did she do bad romance? Oh, dude, yeah, it was the bad romance era. It was when it was Not when she just taped jazz shit. Oh, dude, it was when she was like at her peak when she was when she was like it was like her first time at the garden. Just and I was just like, yeah, I'll go. Whatever. And she's it's, a New Yorker, dude. It was one. Of, it was one of the most 
insane things I've ever seen. It was it was so good. And I didn't know that she was talented to that point. Right. I was like, whatever. She's just like a fucking pop singer or whatever. Pop singer where the producers Dude, are doing most of the work. It right. was so insanely good. And I think that they've, I think I was at the concert that they shot for HBO with a Monsters Ball that they put on there. But it was the same sort of experience where it's like, especially at that time, her audience is very um, gay, you know? And JL. Yeah, yeah, right. Or as I'm calling, <laughs> as I'm known in the drag community, Gayel. Gayel Coven. But it was very, it was very like, you know, not quite as ballroomy as I imagine like Vogue is with Bob the Drag Queen, but it was like she had all these, you know, like very uh, uh, flamboyantly gay backup dancers. But on top of that, the other ex- part of the experience was the audience who was all leathered out and it was like, it was like being in the movie cruising at the, at the, at MSG. I was going to say the blue oyster and <laughs> police Academy. or that. Yeah. Right. I mean like, it's, but it was awesome, man. And it was another thing where it's like, like when you see something like that and you're not expected, you're a Madonna fan. So for you, I think that you were probably expecting it a little more in my case. I didn't know much about Gaga at that time, nor did I even really like her, but she, it's one of the few times I've gone to a show and the talent has just won me over in a way where right. I was just like, this is undeniably one of the most unique and coolest things I've ever seen. There's right. just no way around it. And you just become a fan after that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, I'm going to have to like follow Bob the drag queen. On, he's. On I'm telling you, he's media. worth it. Okay, I follow cool. him on Instagram. He's great. Um, he's and, really funny. But it was like, it was everything. And, and that's the thing you have to realize is like Madonna... You think she's going to go on tour with like substandard dancers and substandard talent? And no, it's going to be cream of the crop. It's going to be the best. She's Madonna. Um, And it was one of those things where I was looking around. Sometimes I just like to take in the ambiance and everything. And oh, and here, just to prove that I'm an ally. (laughs) As if we needed more proof. Yeah. I was in the front (laughs) row of our section. Yeah. And, you know, I was standing like everybody else. And I, you know, I probably looked like, that big warrior in the beginning of Troy that fights Brad Pitt. Yeah. Where it's like they send out it's their killed one immediately. Well, yeah, of course. But they send <laughs> out their biggest giant. That actor is actually like seven feet tall and like 400 pounds of muscle. Right. right. But that's what it must have looked like. And then the security guard comes to me about four songs and he goes, Hey, would you be okay switching seats with him? Because a lot of people are saying they can't see. <laughs> and so this guy who was in like seat one, we were in seats four and five. And so I said, Yeah, that's fine. So we switched with him and I kind of even did the extra, which is I almost stood in the aisle because it really didn't affect me. Like it didn't affect me. Yeah. And then all the all the gay men and their and their their fruit flies with them uh, thanked me. Um, well, it's the more it's the more appropriate term than the old uh, bag hags. Yes. If you know what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a good code and, switch. And I uh, they were all very thankful. They were like, thank you so much for standing. I was like, hey, come on. We all want to see Madonna. Yeah. And so I think Glad is going to be awarding me something soon. Yeah. For this, for, for, for like recognizing a gentle giant award. Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, he could have said, "Get your filthy hands off me," but instead he said, <laughs> "I'll move." Uh, <laughs> but the, and I want to talk about Gaga now. Actually, um, Wait, because, why don't we take a break? Yes. First. Good call, producer Mike. Hey guys, we're going to take a break. Maybe this. If you don't like Madonna, you've already turned this off, but who knows what we're coming back with after the break. And we're back, Mike. We are, JL. (laughs) I know it's usually your favorite. It's usually your favorite part of the show, but I think we're really humming today. I think maybe the break was not your favorite part of this episode. Well, because I think that the break spills over into what we're actually talking about i think we're we we have both just come in here and we're we're just so high off of the madonna slash lady gaga there's a lot of gay joy yeah in the room right yeah now. which i think we'll get to in a second yeah but. which is what i saw all last night but i want to talk about um jl joy yes which is the rarest commodity in the world yes he sure is <laughs> speaking from experience but i've got a lot of stuff to tell you guys about if you don't mind i got some shows coming up how about that i'm in princeton new jersey at catch a rising star february 2nd and 3rd i'm in st petersburg florida february 9th and 10th i'm in henderson nevada just outside of las vegas it's basically it's 20 minute a 20 minute drive from las vegas so we can say las vegas sure. for both a live making podcast great again and a big stand up show uh march 23rd 
And I'm in Washington, D.C., June 29th and uh, June 28th and 29th at the D.C. Comedy Loft. All ticket links are on my website, jlcomedy.com. So go get them now. Don't wait. Please, for God's sakes, don't wait. I cannot impress upon you how stressful it is when everybody's like, yeah, I waited until five minutes before the show. Because then all I do is spend every minute up until the show worrying about ticket sales. Sure. So then I have like four minutes of peace to go, yeah. okay, I'll go over my set now, now that I'm not <laughs> going to be broke this weekend. Um, obviously, if you're a fan of this show or the stuff I do, I encourage you to join my Patreon, patreon.com slash jlcovan. A lot of bonus podcasts, a lot of, a lot of tea. If I can, I'm going to start talking with all the, a lot of tea getting spilt on my Patreon. Um videos, et cetera. And, uh, and last, but certainly not least my special half blackface. If you haven't rented it or bought it yet, please, please do. So the homepage of my website has all the links for it right there. You don't have to go anywhere. Uh, it would mean a lot. And I think you'll really enjoy it. If you like my sense of humor or what I do, I guarantee, uh, you will love that special as I do. Um, so that's it. Those are your announcements. Let's get back to Madonna. What did you think, Mike, of how good was I talking about Madonna before the break? <laughs> I think that, you know, you expressed the level of joy, which I think is is great and also important. Um, I think that we've probably touched on it a little bit on the show before. We, we had that episode where we talked about um, rock and roll, really, as, yeah. as like a, an institution that's kind of fading. And Guns N' Roses, your favorite band and, and kind of like that experience. And I do wonder if a day is going to come and I don't really I guess I don't really wonder about it as much as I think it's going to happen where you're going to lose that type of just mega star pop culture icon who performs for a stadium of people other uh, we have Taylor Swift and Beyonce and I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon but like Madonna is truthfully kind of she belongs to like an era that doesn't exist anymore yeah because madonna was also like she came up in new york and she was a, a she was kind of, she had like the path of an of a struggling musician in new york until she like hit it you know and she, put, she was she put the pop game in a chokehold to paraphrase 50 cents yeah right like she spent the early 80s you know like like doing gigs in new york and and like like uh i i heard david lee roth talk about this once uh it might have been on uh, I, some podcast i can't remember but he was talking about the early days of van halen before they were obviously like a like a big band when they were i guess young enough where they were just kind of gigging you know mm -hmm. and he was saying he's like we're, because of shows like american idol and kind of like the the instant gratification of the way we do things now just in general uh you miss out if you're a musician or a band on or you can miss out on the years of just like learning how to be in an awesome band mm -hmm. where those guys would you'd play like a fucking supper club at you know i sound 100 years old but you play a nightclub or something and you'd have to play for two hours so you you didn't have two hours to fill with your own music so all of a sudden you learned how to play all these cover songs and right. you just had to fill the two hours as a band and that turns you into an awesome band and then when it's time to go you know when you become van halen or the East Street Band or something like that, you're just, you have these chops. And like Madonna's like that. I think Gaga probably had also, a lot of that too. Also, if you're the E Street Band, uh, it helps to find a guy named Bruce Springsteen to join you. It does, but the, the, they're like one of the awesome, have you seen Bruce live? No. Dude, one of the things about seeing him live that's awesome is he will play for three hours, but they'll also like, he'll go into the, the, the crowd and pull out signs. People will just write songs, not his songs. They'll write like, you know, like uh, like Hound Dog on, on a sign and he'll just pick out songs that he likes and they'll just play it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen him do like weird songs that I like, like ZZ Top songs. He just they just pick it out. I want to tell you about a girl named Mary. <laughs> She's got legs. She knows how to use them. Two, three, four. <laughs> but you get that skill by being in like a like a. You know, like a bar band, basically. And right. I think that there's a lot of, as much as I love somebody like Dua Lipa or, or um, acts like that now, I guess, 
it just doesn't seem like there's the same sort of um, like road to becoming somebody that could do a show like that. Well, I mean, I hate to drag this to the depths of hell known as stand-up comedy. Yeah. But that is exactly it's bound to happen. That is exactly what sort that's sort of on a smaller scale. If you elevate TikTok and yeah. things like that, then you're going to miss out on the people who've acquired those unique skills and the unique experiences that kind of formed for generations what a stand-up comic was. Right. And I don't think for the better. I don't think like TikTok is like the way the good way forward. It's like, oh, we found a better way. No, you found an easier or quicker way. Yeah. Not a better way. But um, I was also going to, I, I made a joke, uh, gay joy, but I did, when I was in the lounge waiting for Madonna, that was when I was probably at my most disgusted because I was just soaking in all the people who looked like they wanted Madonna to look at them. Yeah. And I was like, what is that? What is that outfit? Or a lot, you know, just a lot of people like we've made it, we're here. And I just stood like in a corner with Laura, like, this is pretty cool, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and I think that's important. I sometimes wonder about super rich people. Like And she said, well, you always have to appreciate this. I go, I don't know. If you can always get front row seats to everything you want, right. it has to erode it a little bit. Whereas for me, it's like, this is a big deal. Right. I'm glad I could afford it. I'm glad I could do it. But it's, this is every step of this is fucking cool. Like being in the Delta Lounge, I'm sure it becomes old habit to some, but my first time and like being that close to like Madonna in this big grand show it was all just like, wow, what a what a fun experience. Yeah. Um, and but what I noticed is once I got out into the crowd, it was obviously, I don't know the percentage of gay men that were at this show. It's probably high. But it was definitely higher than the last <laughs> Rangers game I went to. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I would agree. Although with if that. you listen to the crowd at a Ranger game, you'd think there were thousands of gay men around <laughs> yeah. based on well, the language. Saying, they're saying the F word a lot. <laughs> Based yeah. on the language, you're like, what, what is this, a gay pride parade? Right. Like, oh, you're just a bigot. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was not that when you looked around, I like to just sometimes look around, soak up everything about it. It's a moment, yeah. Um, and most, if I take out my camera, it's almost always because I thought of a good joke. Yeah. Like to write up or say later um, because I want to kind of experience the show. But I did notice this kind of overwhelming positivity and like, you know, lots of gay men you can say like not like look at me enjoyment like yeah. oh are not like which i feel like if you if you look at like straight women at concerts it will often become a right. aren't i sexy yeah 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 like i remember we went yes. to see i think chris cornell at the beacon before he passed <laughs> away and or something and this and this woman it was like why she she why is she making it about her like yeah. she would get up and be like oh my god yeah, yeah. and it's like stop lady yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. whereas they didn't feel like it felt like this 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 exuberant collective joy at like an icon an idol an ally killing it on stage yeah and it was is nice to see because it was like you know i I've, I've said in a blog that fish fans for all their filth are some of the least cell phone using people I've ever seen at a show. Well, because I was going to say the two the two crowds they be in it. They yeah. want to be in the show. The point is you're at the show. Yeah, not look at me. I'm at the show because fish fans are going to be at the show. They don't. <laughs> who are you bragging to? We we the point of being a fish fan is we go to the show to experience it. The two people, the two crowds that I was going to say, I think are most likely to do that. I definitely feel the same way that you felt about gay crowds. I think like I, Gaga was a little while ago. So it was like phone culture, but not to the degree that it is now, right. but it's, it's like the gays and you know what other audience is into very much being in the moment. Trash. <laughs> I'll tell you one of one of the moments. One of the I only shows. Got three minutes left on my cell phone plan. Can't waste it capturing this. What, what, one of my one of the the shows that I remember the most was Bon Jovi at MetLife when I was twenty, uh-huh. and it was because I was just entrenched with so much New Jersey white trash that you just couldn't not be a part of the moment. There was this, I think we've talked about this before. A lot of Tommy's and Gina's in the crowd. Dude, there is this woman. (laughs) I was 20. This woman had to be 45. Was this the one where you were hit on by, by like, not just hit on hit on would have been, would have been like a step up. I fucked her. (laughs) No, she in the ass. She was like, I was wearing, I was, I was like very, muscular at the time and i i was wearing a tank top it was july i think i i was i was like i had like my like traps in my arms and everything out and um 
this like 45 year old woman who just was a disaster hammered uh like like just looked like shit i mean you know (laughs) i think as a goof i was kind of like dancing with her you know and then i just remember she like wrapped her arm around like 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 under my my chin like my neck to kind you know that thing that you do when you're like in front of a guy well you this is going to be like a weird thing to say, but like women will do this thing where they like wrap their arm under your neck and then like pat your head kind of thing. Like yeah, stroke women, your women hair can barely reach my torso. <laughs> well, maybe not you, <laughs> but this woman was just like That's holding. The way I like it. <laughs> she was like holding my head and like rubbing my head, my hair. And I was just like, you got to get away. And she kept asking me if I had a cigarette. She was like, I, I need I need a cigarette. Do you have a smoke? I was like, lady, get away from She's me. She's the first woman to ever get. She was like a crackhead, but just for easily accessible cigarettes. Oh, dude. She just I was like. dick for a Marlboro. She was just single and like well past her. She probably was like, like hot in the 80s when Bon Jovi was like his coolest. Right. And was just like trying to kind of like recapture that. Mo- it was very inappropriate looking back at it. Like looking back at it, I was like, I was really young. And Her this husband woman was, was just probably like, Fuck filming it. you from like three seats away. There was no husband. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, if you're a fan of the show, lady, uh, come on as a guest. <laughs> Mike misses you. She's 55 now and she's still smoking. Oh, she's right in my range. <laughs> um, but yeah, this 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 show was uh, I, I forget what the other thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, Gaga. Huh? Gaga. Oh, well, I just, I, like, I remember being in a bar, my favorite bar, it was routinely considered the douchiest bar in New York City, Joshua Tree in Murray Hill. Yeah, oh yeah. I loved that bar, and not because I engaged with any of the trash, although my one and only bar fight was in that bar, Mm -hmm. defending the bartender. Nice. But, yeah, I'm I'm an ally of all those who need help. I'm like a superhero. (laughs) Um, But... I remember they usually played 80s music, but Bad Romance came on. And I'd heard it on MTV and, like, in my headphones. But on a pulsating bass in a bar, like, that song went up to another level for me where I was like, oh, my God, I got to hear that live. But yeah. now it feels like I'll never hear that. Like, I feel like Gaga, maybe if she ever does the the 20-year anniversary Bro. of Poker Face. But, like, she's scooby-dee-doobing with her jazz. and um, like Bad Romance live was unbelievable i'm sure (laughs) it was awesome but here's my one fear yeah and i think a lot of people who like songs have this fear sometimes which is like please don't do the i'm only gonna give you one hardcore verse i'm gonna like i'm gonna start with the no instruments like yeah but you know what i mean i do but when i saw it live version like that guy paid 500 dollars for these seats do the fucking song right right, right. (laughs) yeah it's like springsteen the way he does no surrender on the live album on the big live album that's like the 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 quadruple live album Mm -hmm. he does it like with just him acoustic it's just like this is not what i want i want i want to hear i want to hear little steven i want to hear clarence i do want to hear the boys yeah this is my impression of steve and sanchez right on the mic about to make out with them (laughs) (laughs) when i remember seeing the rising and i was like are they gonna make out it's getting very close yeah 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 follows me on twitter by the way but i'm telling you when when she did bad romance when i saw it live that was that true one of the true like memorable moments of my concert going life it was awesome no i have i have like like there are certain things that are like i don't want to call them i don't want to elevate them to bucket list but gaga would be would be one i i would love to see her live incredible man Um, honestly i'd love rem to get back together i i actually yeah they have a very good catalog they're never getting back together um and they've earned their retirement and they Mm -hmm. were a huge band for a long time but i would love like i'd love to go see them do fucking like 20 greatest hits yeah um, and then Tom Petty, I remember uh, I didn't have yeah. a lot of money when peace. he was on his final tour and I knew Laura was a big fan and I was a fan, but they were just a little too much. I was like, do I like Tom Petty $250 tickets? I just spent that on Guns N' Roses, my favorite band. I don't have it to be like yeah. at the time. And then he passed away and I was like, I guess I should have gotten those tickets. I saw Prince before he died. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. That was one of the the all time greats for me. But this is the thing, man. We're getting to a place where, like, I'm really running out of names, and I feel it's a bummer. I used to love going to concerts. It was little Dookie, things. young young duck, none uh, of those guys. Little duck, young hip hop's horrible. Life. No, that's what I'm saying. It's, I'm just, I, I'm, none of those people I just mentioned are rappers. Oh <laughs> no, I know they're. Fa- I know I'm <laughs> they're not just that random dumb. names I threw together. <laughs> 
But I still stand by my joke of how is Yo-Yo Ma not a 90s rapper? He was a cellist. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're not, I guess we're just going to do this this week. And I hope people have at least enjoyed this journey. Um, but I, the, the other top, the topic I wanted to get to is like a big topic. So it's not, I mean, we're not going to do a Bruce Springsteen four album podcast today. No. Two, three, four discs. <laughs> um, Classic album. Yeah. You know, I'll show my, I, he's, he's, he's like a character now in a way. It's just, you know what though? He doesn't do enough publicly that I feel like it's like, oh, I, don't, I mean, every time I hear him speak, I'm like. Show me the other hill. There we go. I'm doing a po- and and I had to say when him and Obama did a podcast, we together, talked about this on my show a while, like years ago. Okay, well, yeah. Oh, oh, excuse me. Never no, I'm just saying. Off. I remember yeah. we talking to you yeah. about it though. I was just like, it wasn't good. What a, and and I was just like, what a strange. Like, oh no, I remember. I think we talked about Obama where I was like, yeah, I don't want you doing a. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, him, him and his new life of being uh, uh, in Hollywood is I don't just want you being insufferable. Content creator. It's the worst, man. I I don't know why he he's. <laughs> and, I mean, I know why he's doing this, but good God, it's it. And and trust me, he he is very fortunate to be in the in the Trump era where there as long he's just, as long as you're making an honest dollar, yeah. you will never look bad right. compared to what's come after you. Right. But I'm just like. Less is more. I Dude, mean, he was so oh. conscious. He was so conscious as president of his legacy. Yeah. Um, understandably. And it's not that he's doing anything bad, but I'm just kind of like, to me, I don't even mind that he has a production company. It's like, hey, we're going to put out. We- I do. No, no. And I'm not dis- I'm not saying that you can't. I'm saying where my line is, though, I understand being like, eh, I don't need the president to have a production company. Yeah. But the pod, for whatever reason, the podcast with Springsteen was where I was like, that for me is a step too far. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) And honestly, for both of you, Bruce, you sold your catalog for $300 million. Yeah, Yeah, but I got some other things I need to say to the president 45 minutes a week. (laughs) It's it's also so funny that I know know how podcasts (laughs) get produced, and I just know that this happened because they were just like Obama was putting his Spotify deal in place and was just like, you know, what if I uh, just uh, talk to Bruce Springsteen for like four so, hours uh, and then you guys cut it up into something? I was thinking because I've uh, not done as well as I wanted to with working class whites that I would talk to a guy worth $400 million that a lot of Trump supporters no longer like. <laughs> I'm down with that, Mr. Bruce. Just talk to you know, working men out there driving their you know, can hardly afford their Porsches and their Lamborghinis anymore. <laughs> we got to do something for the working man. T um, But the point of yeah. this episode, I guess it's a, it's a break. I mean, Madonna is a good title. <laughs> yeah. I think, but it's for everybody who has shit on her. You broke jealous bitches. Obviously you can't afford tickets. There was a lawsuit. Did you hear about this? I I don't know what you're about to say. In Brooklyn, she came out like two hours late. Although the whole two hours late thing is a little weird because I don't consider not coming out at 8.30 for a concert as late. Yeah. 9.30 is where we start the clock on where, where are you? Because yeah, most concerts have an you? opening act and right. a pause and whatever. Um, but she came out at like 10.45. Mm-hmm. So two guys, I think, sued her, you know, because they had to get up early for work the next day and it really <laughs> impacted their day. And I thought... <laughs> you're a disgrace yeah. and if i if you were a member of my family i would never talk to you again yeah. but the amount of people online when i commented on it i was like wow what a bunch of jealous turds who were like i think you should they uh, i support them i wish artists were held accountable for this i'm like for starting a show late so stupid are you not familiar with the history of music i'm not saying it's okay but boy is this like is this where we're at now yeah. i mean is it that's like a parody. That's like an Onion article about like fragile millennials or something. And but everybody in the comments was like piling on like, yeah, and she stinks now. And she and I was just like, wow, a lot of jealousy here from the litigation heroes. Yeah. And they were like, jealous of what? And they were like, one woman was like, you try showing up to work three hours late and see if you have a job. And I go, oh, I'm not Madonna, one of the five biggest music stars <laughs> right. of the last 50 years. Yeah, right. It's, it's, it's amazing how thing. it's it's called Ugh. talent and wealth privilege. Right. right. What? Right. And as my brother, when I told him about this, he was like, well, she has 
she's kind of, she is the boss. Yes. <laughs> like she doesn't work for anybody. Yes. Everybody works for her. She is the boss. Yeah. So she can show up to work late. Yes. It's hers. A thousand percent. Right. And it yes. was like, Oh, good point for my brother. There it's you go. Such a horrible, horrible point for somebody to say. No, to, to compare projection. it to a regular job. That's Are projection you of like I'm jealous that this. You know, it's the same thing in terms of with the athletes. Although there's no racial component here, obviously. Yeah. But a kind of, uh, well, if I did that, well, you can't. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's and it's a non-starter. Next, next we don't even have to talk about it. <laughs> right. Well, Duncan, you're right because, ma'am, Dunkin' Donuts will, will get by. Right. Without you. Right. Madonna concerts won't work without Madonna. Yep. Um, but it was it was, you know, seeing people just doing different things and and with the the you know trashing her and I felt a little bad when she had gotten like the butt implants and stuff, and I, it was tough because you. Madonna is one of those figures that you sort of expect to age, if not gracefully, uh, strongly, if I don't know what the word is, or proudly. Like, I am who I am. If she wants to look good, she'll get some surgeries. If she if she isn't, she's like, fuck you. I've been a, a sex icon for 40 years. I can do whatever I want. But it, it was, she looks good. Like, I don't even, like, obviously... You got to. This is why I guess people probably curate their images so much because it's like one bad photo and it can like smear you. But the, I mean, she's still fucking got it, like in every way. And I'm so glad I went to the show and I was glad I could get it, get it for Laura because man, she rare. She is a very even keel person, but she fucking loved this show and it was like it felt it felt good and it was just it was whatever many thousands of people just in the moment in like joy and, and witnessing just a great show. So if you're not broke, I recommend you go see, no, it's expensive <laughs> of course, but it's like, it's, I never mind the price of something if it delivers. Like this is one of those things where I'm never going to think about how expensive these tickets were again. Yeah. All I will think about was I'm so glad I went to the show. Yeah. I so, agree, man. Um, on that note, I guess everybody is like, well, we still got comedy talk. We still have Mike's favorite part, and this is a good one. But uh, yeah, thank you, Madonna. Uh, and and just on a on a completely callous alpha male note, yeah. Yes, I still would absolutely. Yeah, I mean, not even a question. That's A-Rod did, like, huh? Didn't stop Arod. And here's the thing: I knew it. I knew, but Arod always like Arod like likes personal trainer women yeah like that's his vibe mm -hmm. like when cameron diaz started working like dating him she got buff yeah and it kind of reminded me of the scene in scary movie where sean waynes is like telling his girlfriend to put on the football uniform <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like uh what <laughs> what's <Yeah>. this about he's <laughs> like take it tommy um a rod likes likes his he likes his fit yeah j-lo Jalen's hot. Jalen's, but but Cameron Diaz, it was like she's fine in her thin white woman way. Yeah. Why are you transforming her into muscled up? Well, um, no, but type. she during one point in the concert, there were a bunch of like faces coming up on the screens, and I was like Warren Beatty, Sean Penn, but I don't know if Sean. I think Sean Penn. But I was like A Rod. I was like, oh, I forgot about Warren Beatty. Yeah. I was like, these guys you fucked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. These are the guys you fucked. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, I figured it out. I cured. I figured out the Matrix, the, yeah. the, the, the Da Vinci Code. I yeah. unlocked it. These are all dicks. <laughs> and Warren, I mean Warren Beatty. Man, that's got to feel great when you're like, it's 1990. You're like, you're you're getting old already, but you're an icon of dicking. Yeah. And like Madonna is not. This is like a prayer. Madonna yeah. in a movie with you. It's like, oh fuck you, Warren Beatty. It's, it's like, peak Madonna oh. hotness. Oh. I think, yeah. and not, but not peak Warren Beatty. That's no, that's elite. Well, what's peak Warren Beatty? Like probably seventies. You're no. so vain. No sixties. No, I was gonna say eighties. Oh, like Reds. I was watching like, Reds that's last like 81. night. Yeah, right. That's like eighty one. But I think he was just dicking everything. For, yeah, you know. but um. He like, I mean, you're so vain. Somebody said that they thought it was about him. I've heard Mick Jagger. I've also heard David Geffen. I've David, heard I'm sorry, no, no, it's David Geffen. Okay. It is David Geffen. Yeah. But I liked it being about Warren Beatty. Because it's a real, it's a real great song. So, yeah. It's I mean, it's a Iconic. tremendous lyrically like but David One Geffen, of the great musical mysteries of all time. But isn't David Geffen gay? Well, he is, but he also David Geffen had do you ever watch that doc on him? 
No. He had a stretch where he was married to Cher. Oh. It's it's a very Do weird you thing. You believe in life after your husband's gay? <laughs> I, so I don't. He is. I think he's maybe Mount he's bi, of, but Mount Rushmore of auto tune. I've got Casey, JoJo, T Pain, Cher. Nobody else is getting on the Mount Rushmore of auto tune, right? Uh, Kanye. But I feel like he came like he came later. I feel like you think who's who's Kanye bumping off because even though he used a lot of auto tune, I feel like. Casey and JoJo and Cher were like founding fathers. Of well, who did you see? Who, who's and that? that T-Pain. Wait, who's the list again? Casey. I'm giving, well, if you want to include Kanye, you could go Casey and JoJo have to share a face. Yeah. But I'm giving them their own faces. Okay. Casey, JoJo, T-Pain, Cher. Lil Wayne also. Wayne also is, I would think rappers. But primarily. I feel like all the people I'm naming like predate the ones you're telling. Like I'm going, maybe I should say founding fathers and mothers. Of, maybe. Of, Cause of yeah, I don't, I think that those, I think Kanye he, used it a lot. Kanye and Lil Wayne both are just like, all right. Like, like, uh, auto tune freaks. Oh, all right. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about right before then? I know we have to take a one last break, but there was, I interrupted myself as I often do. Uh, we're Warren Beatty, Warren Beatty. Um, but and yeah, David Geffen. like peak Madonna, like, peak madonna and that's just boy oh boy um but yeah it was all the, oh oh and david geffen right you're so vain because you're so vain doesn't sound as cool if it's just like oh he was just actually gay <laughs> no yeah i yeah 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 i i think it's like uh to she me to it was always school, cool if it was Charlie mick jagger went to my high school did you really mm-hmm. riverdale country school i didn't know she was a new yorker very hot by the way underrated well, and now now steven tyler looks like her a little bit, yeah. She has a huge mouth. Yeah. yeah. Great joke by Adam Carolla, and then we'll go to break. But Madonna, like, putting up all her... I thought that was that was like classic Madonna move. It's like, here are the dudes yeah. I fucked. If you want to make an issue... Was Rodman me, on there? I didn't catch all that. There were okay. so many dicks flying <laughs> flying up on the screen. I was like, what the f- Is this the AIDS quilt? What yeah, is yeah, this? Yeah. yeah. Um, and... Uh, but uh, Adam Carolla, and then we'll go to final break uh great joke he said when you gotta i used to have a really good adam carolla uh when you got a, a woman you don't want a woman with like a mouth like sandra bernhard <laughs> where it's like she's going i can get the balls in there too and anything else i can also eat a chicken wing while i'm blowing you <laughs> you want like a bernadette peters that makes you <laughs> makes your cock look fucking huge <laughs> and when i think of carly simon i think of that joke where yeah. i'm like yeah, I'm going to need a small... <laughs> it's like Jaws. It's the like opposite of Jaws. We're going to need a smaller mouth. It is a big mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into it, though. <laughs> On that note, one more break. Comedy talk coming after this. And now, from the Slickback Studios newsroom in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, here scott pelly with a rain on your parade special reports welcome back to another installment of punching down with jl this week jl posted a video on youtube in which he titled it ron DeSantis quits presidential race and a fan wrote in reply He didn't quit. What he did was suspend his campaign. Oof. Not the same thing as quitting. JL? That's, I gotta say, that's brutal. That might be the worst one we've had. <laughs> I got, even I felt that. I was like, oh, God. Uh, like, uh, come right. on, man. Uh, allow, me, allow me to ignore the algorithm of YouTube and <laughs> properly define what Ron DeSantis did. Ron DeSantis <laughs> suspends his campaign for, because the whole, and it was like the person was just like, that's technically, that's not necessarily a punch down because they weren't trying to make a joke. That's just but it like, deserved, uh, it deserved recognition ugh. for just being like, I know what he did. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I'm making a YouTube video as Ron DeSantis wearing yeah. giant white galoshes. Right. You, I'm trying to make a title that will like punch. How much of a jerk off do you really need to be to get a comment in like th- that fucking uh, unhelpful? 
Well, it's just <laughs> now maybe you're now maybe you're seeing where I was pre-show when I was complaining about certain things. I get it. It's just you know. Oh boy, he put the brakes on that one. He sensed an avalanche coming. We'll move on. <laughs> At some point, we have to wrap this. I watched a special on Netflix uh, yesterday, as of this taping. Yeah, uh, I read an article in the New Yorker about it, and I know this person, uh, Jack Jacqueline Novak. Uh, she has a one woman show called Get on Your Knees. It was very critically acclaimed. It ran at a small theater, I think, in, in New York for a while. Mike Berbiglia was involved okay. um, because if you do a one man show. It's one man show law. Right. Bigly or Leguizamo have to be involved. Right. It's just I didn't make the one man show law. That's just what it is. You so look in the mirror and you say Berbiglia three times, <laughs> and he shows up. Right. Like or candy you, man. Or you make a movie with low Latino characters, and then Leguizamo <laughs> shows up, and you do a one man show with him. Um. So I was very curious about this. A little history. I beat Jackie Novak or Jacqueline Novak in a. Uh, a contest in 2004 at the DC Improv. She was a senior, I believe, at Georgetown undergrad, and I was a third-year law student at Georgetown. They allowed me to compete in the funniest college student in the uh, in hmm. DC. And I asked, I went to them and I said, I'm a law student. Can I qualify for the college student? They said, sure. Little did they know they were letting a comedic monster into the contest. <laughs> I took first, she took second. But as we sit here now, I and Slickback Studios talking to a definitively bored Mike, <laughs> talking about talking about how I just sat on my couch and watched Jacqueline Novak's Netflix special. I clearly peaked early. I think that's we everybody can agree with that. I peaked early with that 2004 win at the DC Improv. Now, it might have been 2003. I might have really peaked early. It was either late 03 or early 04. But I watched this show Get on Your Knees and I wasn't expecting stand-up, but I guess I kind of was. But it is definitively a one-woman show. It, yeah. is, it is not stand-up. It is um, relentless is how I would describe it. Um, and I just, I, by the end of it, and I don't want to be, be insulting because a lot of people love this thing. They think it's high art. They think it's really hilarious. I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, it was an impressive performance of stamina, in my opinion, by her, because it is 90 minutes of kind of fast-paced, never-pausing recapping of, of, of her life and very heavy kind of English major references in it. Um, some, some looks, some mugging that I was like, either that's intentional or that's self-knowing, and I couldn't really decipher whether it was like, <laughs> or like, wink, wink, I know what I'm doing is one man showy mm-hmm. for a lot of it. I felt like she should have had a British accent. It was giving off that. It was giving, it was giving Gatsby high Britain. Okay. <laughs> you know, just kind yeah. of like, I'll expect somebody would be like, same way. And it's got one McGill on my knees. I mean, I'm a patting picture for you. I'm getting on my knees. And this chap says to me, I put the balls in your mouth there. And I was like, put the balls in my mouth. What is you saying to me? <laughs> and it just had this vibe of like, I felt like I was watching an English, like an English thing that people have told me is hilarious, but I'm like, I don't quite get it. Yeah. I'm just being, I'm, I'm being, I'm exhausted. It's, it's like a relentless performance. So um, when it ended, I was just like, I had a couple of laughs late in the show, but I was just like, I don't think this is for me. And it's weird because it should be, it's, it shouldn't be not for me or for me. But I just, by the end of it, I was just like, I don't, uh, I don't dig it and I don't get it. I don't get, because this was like, when I say this isn't just some random, this was like critically acclaimed, like written up everywhere. I mean, it got, we went from one woman show at a small theater to Netflix, like a Netflix special of the week. Um, So as you can tell, I'm trying not to be mean because there's a lot of work that went into it. First time? A little bit. (laughs) Um, But I just, I just, it was. Yeah, I just, I, I, by the end of it, I was like, like, I'm going to take a nap. Because <laughs> it was, and it wasn't, if anybody's worried, I mean, check it out if you've read about it and are interested. You might have different tastes than me. Probably wrong. But uh, the, it was, it was just, I didn't find it funny. Like that was, it's like, you know? Yeah. Like it felt like the audience was like in on it and I wasn't like, <laughs> like they already knew it was a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're like down for the thing. 
And, and that's what I would say the energy I had from the Madonna show was the opposite, where it was like, it looked like everybody was just there because like, we're at Madonna, we're in the cool place. But then when you got out there, the energy was so organic. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I don't know. Watch it for yourself. Let me know what you think. But uh, I'm obviously not a, I make a lot of jokes about one person shows. Um, I've often said, if you ever see uh, me doing a one man show, know that I'm either going to die <laughs> Or I've already died on the inside. Yeah. Because you will never see me do a one-man show. That's a pledge. They're not, they're not for me. But if you like one-person shows, give it a try and let me know what you think. But I did not care for it. And I was very surprised because of how well-received it was. But, uh, yeah, I laughed twice in 94 minutes. So, um, <laughs> you know, I, I think I... I think I think I needed Mad the Madonna show after it. Cleansing. Yeah, to lift, yeah. lift me up like a prayer. Yeah. When you see a one-woman show you don't like and you want to be happy, go watch Bob the Drag Queen <laughs> and he'll do the emceeing for Madonna, who I'd still fuck, though she's a senior citizen, <laughs> just like a slut. <laughs> I will stick it in her butt. I mean, oh, why, that's not, not sluts. Come why on. Why did I take it there? We don't like that word. I, that was me just trying to find words that rhyme. Why I don't know, you like I it? I know. Because it's a, it's like a derogatory. I thought it was only derogatory if you're shame. What if I'm that is slut shame? What if I'm slut lifting? No, it's it's a, it's one of those words that I think like uh, it's, I don't it's sort it. of appropriate if women use it for themselves. Like, ah, oh, look uh, at me, I'm such a slut. But we shouldn't oh, be calling them. Oh, it's the whore N word. Kind of. You know, not quite, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I call them whores? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Unloved women. Yeah. Okay. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Fine. <laughs> I no, like no. that more than <laughs> no, whores no. and sluts. Slut and butt only came out of my mouth because I, I know, was like I know, searching I know, for I know, a rhyme. I know, I know, uh, I know, we I know, love I know. all women on this show. Yes, we do. Even the ugly ones. That's true. I think on that empowering note, I mean, it's been. It's I'd, been an hour of. I'd say it's time to wrap empowering. it. <laughs> some men, you might have some podcasters do an hour of power. We do an hour of empower. That's right. So thank you, Madonna. Um, if you watch the show, thank you, Bob the Drag Queen. Thank you, uh, thank you, the people at MSG who made for a great night, a collectively great night. And uh, yeah, that's it. So um, I will see you next Tuesday.